0: a breast reduction and implants carried out under one surgery what kind of question is that who asked that question um you c- sort of can and I, and I do sometimes dabble in this with people i see that sometimes dabble in this uh, concept of a breast reduction and i will get i will say i'll get the annoying bit off the screen on facebook but n- not that there's anyone there to be annoyed by it but anyway um so yes, can I have a breast reduction and implants carried out under one surgery? Are there four and against? Yeah, sometimes I do dabble with this 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 concept of having implants and reduction. The bottom line is, I don't think it is a. I don't like the concept of it, and I know I've heard people speak at meetings and say that it's good, um, uh, plus minus technique or something they call it. But basically, the way I go, I'm simple. simple way i look at it i say if you've got a problem with your shape it's a lift if you've got a problem with the size it's implants assuming they're too small if they're too big it's a reduction so uh implants make the breast bigger a lift is a way to make the shape better so if this person is saying i want to have a breast reduction and implants then they're saying obviously they want to have the breast smaller so I would say just have a breast reduction. Now, the, what some people think, and something you have to be clear on if you're having a breast reduction, is the breasts are reduced, the breasts are lifted, but the shape is always up there to start with, and then it settles. It settles so it's quite, not quite as full as when you first had it. Um, to what I always say is a natural shape you know a natural breast doesn't isn't like that a natural breast naturally has a bit of a flow in the upper pole a bit of a sort of concavity in the upper pole and um and that's what happens when you have a breast reduction now some people say i want to have it fuller up there and and um and they say oh and they say um, that <laughs> I've done something wrong on, on I think I've done something wrong. Have I done the thing? Oh, what have I done? I think I've oh, I've filled it in properly. Carry on, carry on, Jake. Carry on. Okay, I'm carrying on. Um... Rest. So some people will say, I don't like the shape. I don't want it to be a bit um, shallow in the upper pole. I want to have more fullness in the upper pole. And so if they say that, then that's talking about use it that's talking about using um, implants. If they if they say that um, implants give a more fullness in the upper pole, um, and um, um, but I would say don't have implants just to have the fullness in the upper pole. I would say if it's primarily. Um, the size is a problem in that they're too big just have a reduction because if you have implants they'll be bigger by definition obviously if you have implants they will be bigger and you want them smaller so if you want them smaller what do you do then well what what people do and what can be done is you can over reduce them so you can make them smaller than what you want them to be and then put an implant in to give you the shape but I don't like the th- I don't like the thought of that personally. So I don't like the thought of taking implant, taking what vo- breast volume out and replacing it with implants. So it's not really something that I do, but it can be done. So I guess the purpose of, the, of this Q and A is to, to talk about in general terms. So in general terms, yes, it can be done. You can have a breast reduction at implants. Personally, I don't, uh, don't do it, but, um, you know, it's not all about me. Is it so, um, yeah. So it can be done under one surgery. Fours and against doing this as one surgery. Well, I mean, I would do it in one surgery. Because if you're going to stage it, what you're going to do, if you can do the breast reduction, if you do implants later, you will be bigger. So you wanna you wanna do it in one stage because you'd over-reduce it and then replace the volume that you've reduced it by with an implant to give you the shape. If you staged it, how are you gonna stage it? If you do implants to start off with, For someone who wants a breast reduction, you'd look ridiculous. If you've got big breasts, then you put an implant in, that's going to look ridiculous. If you do the breast reduction first, you're going to have to over reduce it and make the breasts a lot smaller than you want them. I suppose you could do that. You could over reduce it and then put an implant in, could do that, I guess. But I mean, the point of doing that would be to see if you're happy with the shape, but you'd have to over reduce the size. Because if you reduced it to the size you want to be and see if you're happy with the shape and you say, no, I'm not happy with the shape. Okay, I'll put implants in. You'd have to do another reduction. I don't know if anyone's following this. It's all clear in my head, but anyway, it's a bit of a niche thing really, isn't it? Anything to say? Anyone on Facebook? Anyone? Anything to say? No? Okay. That's fine. Uh, Maisie Mayloose. Maisie Mayloose. Do you do thigh lifts? Are you doing face-to-face consultations? And when are ops starting or... Whoa. Maisie Mayloose, you've covered about half the questions I've got tonight. So... Well done you. Um, Do you do thigh lifts? Yes, I do do thigh lifts. Um, Two ways of doing thigh lifts, one with a groin crease, one with a medial thigh, uh, a a groin crease incision, one with a medial thigh incision. I pretty much always do the medial thigh incision, much bigger incision, much better lift. I don't like the one that's up in the groin, personally, personal preference. Again, for the purposes of this Q&A, I think you, I should say what's possible. So the, the, the groin crease one is possible. I just can't get a very good result with it. Are you doing face-to-face consultations? Yes, I am. Did some yesterday, Did so, uh, doing some tomorrow. I was at home today doing virtual consultations. Loved it, love it, love it, love it, love it being at home. Fabulous. Um, but I've got to go in tomorrow. Love it being going in as well, obviously, obs. So uh, yeah, we're doing face-to-face consultations. Uh, at the clinic, and we are doing OPS at the clinic, which means local anaesthetic procedures, but we are not doing um, bigger procedures like breast implants, tummy tucks, breast reductions, um, stuff like that, because that needs either general anaesthetic or local anaesthetic with sedation, and so those we are not doing at the moment, because all the private hostels that I normally work at are being used by the NHS, and so um, we can't get in. So we are looking for places to do our surgery because we've got lots of surgery to do. So we haven't found anywhere, but we are looking at maybe, where are we now, August? Hopefully, we will get something sorted out. Hopefully, and it might be local anaesthetics and sedation in the first instance uh, before general, but certainly there's quite a lot of things you can do under local anaesthetic with sedation. So those cases might be done first. And then moving on to general anaesthetic, five times thumbs up. Need my thighs done last part of my journey. Um, Thighs would probably be a GA really, Maisie. So probably something we'll be doing at the hospital, but definitely something to be done and well done on your journey. And uh, thank you for the question. Maisie, I'm on the South Coast, but would like to travel to you. Would that cause an issue? Maisie, you want to come from the South Coast to see this uh, influencer in the flesh? don't blame you at all um it wouldn't well it does cause a bit of an issue Maisie, because if you travel a long way you know you have to come for a consult well we can do virtual ones so we do virtual ones in the first instance but you'd have to come to the clinic at some point and uh th- you know it's difficult if you're traveling a long way and then if you have the surgery then dressings usually a week later and then if everything's fine i guess it's fine because we do it all virtual We can do consultations and things. But if there's a bit of wound healing problems, if you get a bit of infection, well, still, I guess we can, you know, organize antibiotics virtually. But if you have a bit of a dog ear, a little bit of a bump, or it just does make it a little bit more difficult. So to be honest with you, Maisie, my advice is always to look for someone local if you can. That is my advice. Um, I'm sure there's lots of very good surgeons down on the south coast. They would probably be based in sort of Tunbridge Wells, Mark Pacifico, someone like that. Um, and, uh, you know, that sort of area, but, um, but I'd be very happy to see you, Maisie. Um, but yeah, that's caused a bit of an issue coming. So Facebook's working. It's just, there's no one there. That's okay. That's fine. Man. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that, man. No problem. Some days you have people, some days you don't, you know, it's, take the knocks. I mean, I was late. My fault, I guess. So they were all here at seven. That's the thing. Everyone, all my followers were there at seven. And now it's 7.30. Then they've, they've all gone gone for dinner. Um, right. Next question, uh, please. When are you not able, sorry, why are you not able to carry out operations in hospital? So this is an interesting thing. It Operations are being carried out in hospital. So if someone wants a breast reduction, a tummy tuck, or um, thigh lift thigh, they, it is, that is possibly possible to be done at a hospital you can do those operations at hospitals but the problem I've got is all the hospitals I work at are taken over by the NHS and I was talking to one of the hospital managers today who was saying you know maybe and I've talked, spoken to friends um, down in got a friend down in Wales got a friend in Scotland who's saying that there are some hospitals which haven't been fully taken over by the NHS which are able to do surgery. So surgery is being done in hospitals but the hospitals I work at have all been taken over by the NHS 9 to 5 Monday to Friday. So they are doing private work after those hours but um it appears they are sort of prioritizing other cases and not prioritizing plastic surgery and i think one of the other problems is that probably quite rightly if they've got a surgeon in there doing the nhs work in the daytime they're letting that surgeon do the evening i don't know if that's the case i just heard that once whether they're doing that routinely but it would make sense if there's a surgeon doing the day then rather than changing surgeons with all the you know get your new person in they let the same person do his private work in the evening now probably is i haven't got any NH- nhs work to do so i'm never there in the day so um i'm at a bit of a bit of a disadvantage in that case and um so i'm not able to carry out operations in the hostels because i haven't got any dates and we're desperate to get some dates And i'm looking into hopefully getting some dates in the next few weeks i'm hoping um but i haven't still haven't got any dates because the hospitals are all doing NHS work. And the hope is, and the problem is we don't know how it's going to pan out. The hope is that the uh, NHS will start doing work, elective work in the hospitals again. So once the NHS start doing work in the hospitals, then the private hospitals can um, can do private work. So, um, you know, I've got to be honest with you. Instagram, I'm, I'm so happy that Instagram is is active i've only been doing it on instagram a few weeks and look at this this is brilliant so facebook was working um you waved on a you sorry for questions do you do lipo as well as during thigh lift as some surgeons don't yes i would assess it maisie but i don't routinely i don't routinely do lipo often what happened the people uh, dur- during a thigh lift when you need a thigh lift, often there's the weight has lo- been lost, the weight has gone, and so you just excise the, the skin, a bit like a tummy tuck. You 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 excise that skin and fat. But I do know that there is some surgeons who will do a lot of extensive lipo and then literally just excise the skin because the lipo would have taken the fat out. Um, don't see the benefit of that, but well um maybe maybe bleeding there there probably is benefits maybe less bleeding I'm not sure but um but I don't do that I just cut out the fat in the same way you do a tummy tuck and cut out the fat now but in the same way the tummy tuck sometimes you can do lipo to other areas to contour other areas so the tummy classically is the hips and the the flanks which you can do lipo2 to contour those areas and similarly if there's some problems maybe around the knee or something like that you could combine liposuction with a thigh lift is there others areas that aren't going to be um, included in the thigh lift then you could have liposuction combined with it but um as i say i don't root a thigh lift. Uh, liposuction is not a routine part of the thigh lift for me it's just uh, because often the um, fat has gone and it's just skin that you're removing is there an average cost of a breast reduction probably not leone um i mean depends if uh, what you're talking about if you're talking about overseas and uk it probably varies wide widely we have a cost there is a cost of a breast reduction we can certainly send you um information on that i don't even know what it is i don't know what you want to know what the cost of a breast reduction is um sorry i've got that to get there I'll get the price list up. I'll get the price list up. I'll tell you what the cost of a breast reduction is in a minute, um, but uh, but yeah, it probably varies widely across the country. So um, we got two prices. Um, anyway, I'll just say from it starts at six. So call it seven thousand. Starts at seven thousand. A breast reduction does, by the looks of it. I don't know if I should do that I don't know if that's the right price anyway that's what I've got there six nine eight five not 7, six, nine eight five. right starts with the six get it in there you know um but yeah that's that's the sort of that's where it's that's where it starts at um Dan 9q9 will you get scarring after a shave excision yes you will Dan and a lot of people will say I had a mole removed and it left no scar and it's disappeared First of all, the face scars well, and often moles. I'm assuming you're talking about a mole. Um, and often moles are on the face, and often scarring is so heals so well; it's hard to see. But strictly speaking, there is a scar there. There will be a scar there. Um, so you'll get scarring out whether you have a shave excision, we you have a formal excision, whether you have, whether you have cautery, curettage, whatever method, laser. Whatever method you have it removed, there will be a scar. It's just it often heals so well you can't see it. But strictly speaking, there'll still be a scar, but it's, yeah? So people say there was no scar. Plastic surgeons, they don't leave scars. Now, we do leave scars, but we try and minimize the scarring and put them in places where they hide and they settle well. Leone, is there any advice that you would give to someone just looking into looking for a surgeon? I am in Scotland so think I may be too far from yourself. Yes, you may be too far Leonie. So what you're looking for is um, for, if a plastic surgeon you're talking about you're talk, it's um, uh, FRCS plast is what you're looking for. Um, Leonie, you can. Do you want for that question? Yeah. Is that reverse? It's the right way around on Facebook. Yeah. This guy here has written a book, an FRCS Plast. Where is it? Yeah. Uh, FRCS Plast. Um, that means they're a plastic surgeon. Bloody good book, by the way. Um, good read. Yeah. Um, NHS consultant, someone who is or has been an NHS consultant. Um, so, Show Shoab has got a clinic called Labelle Form, and he's just opened a new facility up there. So uh, he's in Glasgow, I think. So he's a good guy up in Scotland. So, um, yeah, there'll be there'll, there'll be plenty of good guys up in Scotland. There's a very good plastic surgery unit in uh, Scotland in Cannesburn very well respected so there's lots of very well respected good plastic surgeons in scotland so that's my advice um the look for a fully trained plastic surgeon someone who is or has been an nhs consultant for frcs plast after their name have a chat with them see if you get on with them look at some before and after photos and uh take it from there need any help call me yeah message me whatever can you have an fdl after tummy tuck yes um hold on well can you have an fdl well, no. <laughs> sorry i retract that further that previous answer no i'm gonna say now i mean you can have the vertical bit of it but it's like can i have a tummy tuck after a tummy tuck you can't really have a tummy tuck after a tummy tuck having said that i saw someone the other day who i am doing a tummy tuck on after she's had a tummy tuck but she's had a really weird tummy tuck because looks like she hasn't had a proper full tummy tuck so you know um you can you can just do the, the 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 vertical bit and take that vertical ex- excess out but you probably wouldn't be able to do the full fleur de um oh let me think about this because you're cutting around the belly button I mean you could yeah I mean you, oh. so you couldn't do another full tummy tuck but if you're going if you've had a tummy tuck and you want a fleur-de-lis, you could do a limited flirtly, I guess, because I'm guessing if you've had a tummy tuck, you're not going to have a massive amount in, of of sort of horizontal excess. It's mainly the vertical excess that you want to get tightened, isn't it? But you could do a little um, localized one because you can't around the belly button anyway. So yes, you could. <laughs> well, can we edit that out? So yes, you can have a flirtly after a tummy tuck. Yeah. Yeah. Simple answer. What's the problem? That's the answer, yes. Um, I got your message. I'll send you pictures to your email tonight. You got my message. Send me pictures, Laureen. Looking forward to it. Maisie. I had a 360 TT with no lipo and now been left with fatty areas. That's why I asked. You were asking about thylif, weren't you? So I think, um, what is going on? It's all. It's all coming off on the chat in Facebook. What's happened? <laughs> Was it working in Facebook? Um, so, Maisie, you had a 360 with no lipo. I'd, I wouldn't do a lipo with a 360, Maisie. Um, tummy tuck. I wouldn't do a, a, a lipo with a tummy... Uh, sorry, a lipo... I, what am I saying? I wouldn't do lipo with a 360. And I wouldn't do lipo with a with thigh either. But um, and you'd be left with fatty areas. So, um, yeah, with a 360, you don't tend to need to do where's your fatty areas upper abdomen is it Mm. yeah well you could have lipo with a tummy oh with a thigh lift what's the price of thighs please okay got the price list up Maisie. i don't i I shouldn't do this i shouldn't have done this because i'm gonna get told off i hope i got the right price lift up uh thigh lift thigh lift Maisie, i can do you a thigh lift tonight only special offer no this is the price 6199, how's that sound, less than 6200, we do a thigh lift, we do a special offer, is that right, yeah, 6199 pounds, Uh, I mean that's a steal, absolute steal, what does it, does it take a while for the scar to heal after the shave excision, not that long Dan, Um, no, Um, it's a bit red it's like a scab basically so healed in a few days four days it should be healed but it'll be like a red mark and it takes a few months for it to settle for everyone to to settle for for everything to um to settle and soften so it does take a few months for it to settle but to heal just a few days Dan just a few days Kim sorry everyone should get the book what book this book here you mean (laughs) thank you Kim Everyone should go, particularly since I give it away. If you come into the clinic, I'll give you one. If you send me, if you want me to post it, I'll post it. $3.95 postage and packaging, right? Don't have to pay for the book. Yeah, you get it on Amazon. $12.99, my friend. Yeah. Now, if that's not a bargain, I don't know what is. Um, thank you. I'm not far from Glasgow. Look at Tamir. He's a good guy. I had a time. I don't know what's going on in Facebook. I don't know what. Are they the same questions? Wow. I don't know what's going on. Um, Wow. I'll have a look at Facebook questions. I'm really sorry, Facebook. I thought you weren't there and I thought there was no questions, but there are questions there now. But anyway. Um, hold on a minute. What's going on? I had a tummy tuck 12 months ago and I've got wobble after tummy tuck. Lauren, were you asking about the fleur-de-lis? Lauren. I think we anyway um yeah that's no good is it wobble the problem is um the problem is that the problem um so laureen laureen if i can just try and in defense of your surgeon well i don't think it was me if it especially if it was me but if it whoever it was in their defense. And I know this doesn't help you because you've paid a lot of money for a tummy tuck. But when you're doing a tummy tuck, you are trying to make it as tight as you possibly can. We make it really tight. We break the table. We make it really tight. But we don't want to make it so tight that you get wound healing problems. Because if you make it really tight, you know, then then it opens up. So we've got to get the balance. If you make it too tight, you get wound healing problems. But if you don't make it tight enough, you get the wobble. And the problem is also the fact that you need a tummy tuck means that your skin has been stretched by something or someone. So you've either had children or you've lost weight, usually. Pretty much always, I would say. Something has stretched your skin, and that has damaged your skin. And so your skin has lost some of its elasticity, so it hasn't recoiled back. And so that skin will still be the same skin that's left after the tummy tuck. So, you know, I don't know how bad your wobble is, Laureen, but and I'm really sorry to hear it because I know that if you have a tummy tuck, you don't want to wobble. You don't spend all that money to have a wobble. But on the flip side of that, it probably healed well because it wasn't under enough tension. So you might think it wasn't under, I wish it was under more tension because I want it tighter, but at the same time, it healed well. So it's difficult. Maisie sent me a message. Thank you, Maisie. I look, I look forward to looking at that. Double, um, double thumbs up. I'd stay up there to make it easier. Are you talking about Glasgow? Yeah, I think. I posted in Facebook and then Insta. Sorry, I, well, I was getting nothing on Facebook, but stuffs all come up in Facebook now. So I think it's the same question. Um, is there a, is there an average cost for breast reduction? Um, can you have it? We've had that. Here we go, Emma. I'm really sorry, Emma, if I missed your question. It I, it's 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 not me. I, there was nothing going on on Facebook. So um, sorry about that. Um, so Emma I will be um, no to have you do my surgery I'd stay up there to make it easier oh stay here you'd you come here to have the surgery and stay here yeah sorry Maisie are you in Glasgow was it you or Laureen who's in Glasgow Um, you'd be welcome to I'm losing it a bit Um, but you'd be welcome to come Maisie and stay here or as I say there are good people up in Scotland were you in scotland where were you anyway there are good people all over the country Oh, you south coast sorry sorry who is someone so south coast i mean you got london you got london so leone's glasgow right um sorry so Maisie, you got good people in so um oh, that's right tunbridge wells good mark pacifico good guy mark pacifico is a good guy and um loads of people in london Stuart James, my good friend Stuart James at the Marsden. Paul Harris, living legend that is Paul Harris in London. Um, You know, they're all closer than me Um, and arguably better (laughs) surgeons than me because, you know, London, they're all good in London, aren't they? Previous surgery was in London. Okay, is that good or bad? Is that the wobbly one? Sorry, are you wobbly, wait, Maisie, or who's who's still wobbly? No, Laureen's wobbly, right, okay. (laughs) Oh, right. I need a chart. I need a flow, I need a I need a whiteboard with a chart to keep track. So anyway, I'd be happy to see you, Maisie. I'd be happy to see you. But at the same time, there are good people in London and Kent and other places in the UK. Whew, how's it going for you? This is this going well? Do you think? Is this is this all right? Or um we're gonna get all blurred out. Right. Hi Facebook, good evening. Nice of you to uh, be here. If you've if you've been here all along, I do apologize. I have um so uh Emma, I'll be attending Mummy Makeover consultation for surgery next year. I know this will be discussed at consultation, however, I'm eager. What differentiates a mini to a standard? Good question, Emma. Good question. Love it. So Emma uh people in general want less mini uh tummy tuck, mini Facelift, mini breast lift, mini arm lift, mini mini, mini. And as as a rule, the mini ones are less price, less scarring, less complications, less downtime. What's not to like? Right? So that's the same for a mini tummy tuck. So a full tummy tuck has a big long scar from hip to hip. A mini tummy tuck has a much shorter scar and uh, it's probably a bit if you've got a cesarean scar it's a bit longer than the cesarean scar in the same sort of place as a cesarean scar full tummy tuck has a scar around the belly button mini tummy tuck doesn't have a scar around the belly button so mini tummy tuck is less scarring less price less downtime less complications but less of a result that's the problem less scarring means less skin gets removed same with the mini facelift same with the mini breast lift less scarring, everyone wants less scarring. I want less, I want to give you less scarring because I don't want you to have wound healing problems. If I can do something and give you as good a result with less scarring, I mean, the other end of the spectrum is these non-surgical treatments. That's no scarring. It's even better. No scarring, no complications. Fantastic. I'd be doing them all day long if I could get as good a result. And that's the problem. It's less of a result. So it's it's a shorter scar, uh, in, the, in on, on the lower abdomen and it's no scar around the belly button but the belly button gets pulled down a little bit because you are taking a bit of the skin but you're just really addressing the skin from your pubic area till your belly button so if you've got a bulge above if you've got a often people have got a cesarean scar which is a bit tethered causing a bulge above it so if you've got that that pouch that bulge above your pubic area a mini tummy tuck's really good at getting rid of that It doesn't do anything above the belly button. It can't pull, you can't pull through above the belly button because you're leaving the belly button in place. You can't repair the muscles, the rectus muscles. You can't really bring them together because you can't get up there and you don't do anything to the sides. You can do some liposuction to the hips, but it doesn't contour the whole abdomen. It just contours the central abdomen between the belly button and the the pubic area. So that's, yeah, good question, Emma. Thank you for that. And if you're coming to see me, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Tulip Medical says that I am a great plastic surgeon. So I'd like you to all take note of that. Tulip Medic that and that's coming from Tulip Medicals. Thank you, Tulip Medicals. That's very kind of you to say. Um uh, and, and I'm and I'm very grateful for that. Um on Facebook, Khan says there's 12 of us on. I don't know when you said that, Khan, but I don't know. Oh look, you're on in the picture as well. Oh, hello, everyone. Um sorry, I don't know. Um I don't know what was going on, Khan. I'm sorry. Lisa, are you doing fire lifts? God, that was ages ago. Hello, hello. Hello, Khan. Sorry, I um... am. Maisie, when a previous surgeon has caused you to lose a nipple and then tried to reconstruction but failed, it's time to find another surgeon. Wow. Any recommendations for nipple construction? So nipple construction, Maisie, that's, that's pretty bad, Maisie. Um, Yeah. That's a pretty pretty, pretty significant complication you've had there, so I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, but nipple reconstruction would be a breast reconstruction surgeon. So you want to find a surgeon whose special interest, and again, talk about this in my book. So in plastic surgery, there's different, so any plastic surgeon in the NHS will have a subspecialty. So we, when we train as plastic surgeons, we start off as general just like just as you train as a surgeon just doing appendectomies and bits and bobs and then you specialize in plastic surgery and then when towards the end of your plastic surgery you specialize in subspecialties such as burns so these are the subspecialties burns hands uh, cleft and craniofacial um, skin uh, breast have I said breast head and neck Some people do lower limb, but it's not really a specialty in itself, lower limb. Not many people are pure lower limb. So those are the specialties of plastic surgery. So when you work in the NHS, you will do just that. So if you're a head and neck surgeon, you just do head and neck surgery. If you are a burn surgeon, you just do burn surgery. And if you're a breast surgeon, you do breast reconstruction. So if uh, someone comes in and needs a breast reconstruction, the burn surgeon wouldn't do it. The breast guy would do it. If someone comes in with a burn, the head and neck guy wouldn't do it. You know, so etc. But uh, the problem is in the private sector, it's a bit like you know pe- people, who everyone does a bit of everything, uh, basically. So if you need a special, and, and to be honest, it's probably fine for most breast surgery. Most plastic surgeons can are trained to do most uh, cosmetic breast surgery. Um, But if you have a problem and you have a difficult case, maybe an asymmetry or maybe something like this, nipple reconstruction, which is a challenge, it's a real challenge, Maisie. Nipple reconstruction in a previously lost nipple, so that's a scar, that's a scarred area, to reconstruct the nipple is is a challenge, no, no question about it. And probably my first line would be tattooing, I would say, Maisie um rather than actually going into surgery because you're raising skin flaps you're trying to raise up and build a nipple on a bed of scar which is very difficult and um you'd want to wait at least a year until everything's healed before starting going down that road but yeah what you'd look for is a plastic surgeon who specializes in breast reconstruction um <clears throat> probably who's got an nhs job in breast reconstruction and those patients those uh, surgeons i mentioned uh um Stuart james Um, is a good friend of mine and he works at the Marsden and he's a breast reconstruction surgeon Um, and he I am sure would be happy to treat you as would Paul Paul Harris they both work at the Marsden I think as Paul left them I'm not sure if he's left he might be full-time private but I'm sure they would both be very happy to help and to um, to help you with that and they're very used to operating on difficult cases on challenging cases uh, on revision cases so they would probably be, you know, up there with the people in the country who could help you out with that, Maisie. Um, Maisie, were you in? Yes, you were in South Coast. Yeah, you're not Glasgow, <laughs> right? Oh, um, okay. Um, need a proper chat via virtual? Yes, Maisie. Let's do the proper chat. You can do it online. You can book it, Maisie. You can give us a ring. You can give us a uh, an email. What does a nipple graft mean? It's been suggested on the expert surgery group that when having a reduction, I may need one. So if you've got a significant, uh, uh, if you've got a, a very large breast, so it's for it's for a massive breast reduction, really. So um, if your breast is very large, then when you do a breast reduction, you're moving the nipple from where it is now, which is usually too low, to a high place. And to do that, you have to keep it alive. You have to keep enough blood supply and nerve supply going to the nipple on what we call a pedicle. And the longer the pedicle, the more risk that the blood isn't gonna get all the way to the end of that pedicle and the nipple will die and if you're worried that that is going to be very long that pedicle so really for a massive breast reduction you might worry about that what you can do is you can literally take the nipple off and put it back on as a what's called a free nipple graft um, and i think a lot of people think that all breast reductions and all lifts are done like that way that way but they're not it's only for a really well in my hands anywhere for a massive breast reduction i don't um, do it Routinely, it would only be for a massive breast when you think that pedicle is going to be too long the bloods not going to get down that to the to the to the end. So you take the nipple off and you put it on as a free nipple graft. So it's the same as a skin graft. If you if you have a burn or something on skin, you can take a bit of skin off your thigh and put it on your hand or whatever. Um, you actually take the nipple off and, and 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 thin it out and put it on as a. Um, oh, Maisie's off. All right, See you, Maisie. Thanks for um, thanks for coming. Yeah you soon yeah so um yeah so it's the same as a skin graft and uh you you take the nipple off you thin it out and then you put it on as a skin graft and you look, put like a bolster dressing on with a bit of pressure um, the problem with a nipple graft is that the nipple often lacks projection so the nipple the bit in the middle doesn't stick out very much you can get problems with the pigmentation of the skin so the areola might be depigmented so it might not be a a uniform colour and you'll always have problems with the sensation you'll never have n- normal sensation now admittedly having a breast reduction on a pedicle you might have altered sensation but if, with a free nipple graft you will always have um, abnormal sensation but that might not be a big problem for you if you've got very large breasts and just want to get the volume out and it can certainly allow you to make a, a bigger reduction because you don't have to worry about the pedicle um, so that's a free nipple graft leone Uh, here we go Facebook's Facebook's cranking up now um Maisie's off take it easy Maisie Helen best way to fix a mild capsular contracture not visual to look at but can feel it breast org. and is like uh, and is likely to happen again thank thank Helen Helen uh, easy aren't easy one this do nothing I'm serious best way to treat a mild capsular contracture do nothing um Capsule contracture is scar tissue that's forming around the implant and um, it, it, it's progressive, it gets worse. But if someone comes to see me with a mild capsule contracture, I will suggest that uh, they don't do anything and they leave it and it will probably get worse. And it might, But it might take many years for it to get worse. And if it gets worse, then you can have something done. Um, but I would leave it as long as possible because if you have something done now, then you um, can have new implants put back, put in, but um, the capsule will start happening on the new implants. So really with a mild capsular contracture, what you're describing is a grade two capsular contracture, something you can just feel a bit of hardness, but you can't see anything. We would tend not to operate on a grade two. You really wanna to wait to grade three, grade four, grade three when you start to see it, grade four when it gets uncomfortable. So I wouldn't recommend operating on a grade two. and I don't know of anything that will help it. I wish I did some tablet or something like that. I don't know of anything that'll, that'll help the, um, that, that not get worse. Um, so yeah, just, just positive thinking and get, and just accept it really. And it just happens to implants that they do tend to get scar tissue forming around them. Um, so Jay, I couldn't do surgery on anyone. Fair play to you had ultrasound once and made me feel dizzy when i saw my insides on the screen I, you know what jay i think it's a bit yeah i think it's a bit different when you're doing it to other people i think i you know if i saw something on myself i think i'd probably be a bit queasy as well but um i think it's a bit easier when you do it to other people and the other thing about doing surgery is it's all it's all you know sterile prep draped, squared, all you know um when you see these things like you know um police interceptors or whatever on tv you know the ambulance things um i'm not sure if i could do that you know something out what the ambulance do they come to a car accident and there's sort of bits of clothing and dirt on the road and someone's in pain and like oh my god i don't know if i don't know if i'd be very good at that to be honest with you i think we got it easy when you do surgery because it's all like you know i think it's a bit easier but anyway But anyway, each his own, Jay, each his own. You don't, you know, you don't have to do it. Olivia's here. Olivia's a bit late tonight. Well, I've got to be honest, Olivia, I was a bit late myself tonight. Olivia's got two questions. How much worse is the recovery with extended tummy tuck compared to a standard? So that's question one. Well, as I said, Olivia, it depends what you mean by an extended tummy tuck, really, Olivia. And I think you probably have to speak to the person who's talking about an extended tummy tuck. I mean, are they going round the back? Are they nearly going to meet in the middle? um i mean it's going to be a longer scar so therefore you know more to heal but if you think about it each bit of scar is going to take the same amount of time to heal so i wouldn't have thought it'd be significantly longer you know maybe a day or two but it's not really something that i do i don't really go significantly round the back i do a 360 or just a, a just a tummy tuck where i just go to the hips and flanks so i guess yeah sorry olivia i'm not not sure After a tummy tuck, why do you have to be bent over? How long is it for? Are you allowed to stand straight? Good question. Good question. So, yes, what we do is we break the table when we do a tummy tuck and in order to get it as tight as we possibly can because we know that skin is going to give. And a lot of people say to me, when can I start walking straight? Well, you can walk straight whenever you can, and sometimes people can walk straight after a few days. sorry you know um and some people takes a week or two so you're bent over because we want to make it absolutely as tight as we can because we know it's going to give a bit and so i would normally say a week or two is normal you come back for your dressings after a week and you're probably still a bit bent over um so are you allowed to stand up straight well you're going to put tension on the wound so it's going to hurt even if we said you could stand up straight you're not going to want to stand up straight because it's going to be really painful so you're naturally going to bend over and then people say when can i it's just when you feel up to it, your body will tell you. I think it's a bit further back, not fully around the back. Yeah, I think it is. I think that's what an extended is, but it's yeah. So I wouldn't have thought it'd be that much longer, the recovery, to be honest, Olivia. Um no, pretty similar, what I thought. Gastric, fantastic. I watched a documentary and they started slicing a human liver. Oh I ran to the kitchen and was sick, gross. Yeah, you got to watch what you yeah. Probably shouldn't have put that one on, gastric. Flip an egg slicing a human liver dear oh dear right where am i up to breast reduction and i've done that one haven't i why i've done that one on this one if i have a mummy makeover is it carried out in one go what is the healing time yeah i mean by definition a mummy makeover is is one go otherwise it would be called a you know breast thing and a tummy thing so a mummy makeover by by the name is is a is a is a breast op and a tummy op. Um, it wouldn't be carried out in one go at the moment because we're not allowed to do big ops. Um, but it, under normal circumstances, yes, it would be carried out in one go. And the healing time is um, dressings on for a week or two. After a couple of weeks, you would be active. So maybe maybe driving, maybe three, if a mummy makeover is quite a lock, so it's a tummy and a breast, so maybe three weeks for driving and then just short distances and starting back, getting back into stuff. And then probably um, six, well, six to eight weeks. So probably a couple of months before you're doing anything lifting um, and things. So if you're working a job, normally say like three weeks off, three weeks light duties, or three weeks off, three weeks phased return, something like that. And then after six weeks, you'll feel feel like getting back into it. But the scars will be red. You'll have funny feelings both in your breast and your tummy, funny sensations. It takes a few months for things to really settle. Oh, what's going on here? How long is it? I think it's just a bit further. Ooh, I've got another one. At what point can uh, at what point can I start walking on the treadmill after the tummy tuck? Thanks JJ. Um I would say Olivia you can start walking on the treadmill walking, mind, not running after 2 weeks if you feel up to it. You listen to your body and if you feel up to it, if you feel up to it, then you can start walking on the treadmill after a, a couple of weeks gently. And then if it's okay, then just, you know, carry on. I think walking is good. You know, running's a bit different because it's the impact. That's going to hurt. So that's going to be a couple of months. But yeah, after a couple of weeks, I think you would be able to walk on your treadmill, Olivia. Um, can you explain why my tattoo is not suitable to remove? Now, with the tattoo ones, I've asked people if I can show them their photo, but there's no evidence to say this person's allowed me to show their photo. Um, it's four inches wide and two and a half inches long on the top of my arm shoulder. I think I know this one. This is, um, yeah, this is a, a tattoo. Yeah. So it's about the shoulder's just a bad area. We get quite a lot of ones on the shoulder and it's just a bad area for a scar. There's a risk of lumpy scarring, keloid scarring, ugly scarring. And Not only that, there's not a huge amount of scare, spare skin. The skin's really tight, you know, on the abdomen, you know, maybe on the back, there's a bit of laxity, but the shoulder, there's no laxity. It's, it's really tight. So you can only get a little bit out of a time. So you can probably get about that much out of a time. So if your tattoo is bigger than that, you know, if your tattoo is like that, that's three goes, you know, at least. Um, and it's a risk of an ugly scarring. And, and the problem is, if you've got a tattoo that you don't like, if you get an ugly scar, you might have an ugly scar that you don't like. So what's the point sort of thing? Unless there's some kind of psychological element. Sometimes people have got a psychological element of the tattoo and they say, I don't care when it removed. You can sort of understand that. But if you want it for cosmetic reasons because you don't like the look of the tattoo, i like saying, well, you've got to be really careful. Because if you get an ugly scar, you might have just traded one thing you don't like the look of for another thing you like, don't like the look of, and paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds for the for the privileges, for the privilege. So you've got to be careful. Yoga, yes, yoga. Uh I don't really know what yoga involves, Olivia, but if it's gentle stretching and things gently at the two weeks gently you can start getting back into things as long as it's not not too strenuous and you're not putting power through your abdomen do you know if a sick note can if a sick note i think that is not a sick note. can be given post? yes i do know emma and it can and we have to write something on it so we tend to write surgery on it so um yes definitely um, we can give you a sick note and we and we write surgery on it that's absolutely fine what is a typical time line for a cup breast reduction surgery recovery i've got to be honest with you um leone um this is like un, un the the magician unmasking you know that one Have you seen the masked magician who tells you how all the tricks are done um most are the same i've got to be honest full disclosure a couple of weeks to healing you know so breast reduction same two or three weeks for driving walking gentle exercise after two weeks heavy exercise, six weeks. They're all pretty similar to be honest, maybe a bit less for breast augmentation because that's like less scarring, but, um, yeah, taking all my secrets now, you're going to do your own Q and A, aren't you? Huh? It's really easy answering these questions. Just have a, just have a thing of answers, you know, two weeks walking, six weeks exercise, um, done that. Can you explain I've done that? I've been told I should try to stop smoking before surgery. Does this apply to vaping products as well? Yes, vaping is also bad. It's not as bad as smoking, but if the nicotine. Nicot- well, if there's nicotine in it, I have reason to believe you can do vaping with with water. Can you? Well, it's just it's just water, but I think most of them have got nicotine in them, and nicotine is bad for the to to make the blood vessels clamp down. So it's not as bad as smoking. So that's good, but it is not good and it depends on the surgery so some kind of body contouring surgery like a breast reduction mastopexy tummy tuck facelift arm reduction thigh lift all of these are closed under tension so anything that affects the wound healing is a disaster so smoking is something that affects the wound healing so if you want to have one of those surgeries and i normally say if you can't stop smoking don't have the surgery because it is bad news simple as that is there more one type of liposuction is what is so can you explain the difference yeah there's loads um so the difference is liposuction started off with a tube that you, a metal tube you stick in and you suck the fat out and it started off well tulip was here earlier wasn't it you got a tulip system which was a syringe uh like a big 50 ml syringe and you put the syringe on And that gives you negative pressure and you can still do it that way. And that's a good way to do liposuction, to be honest with you. It's a very adequate way to do liposuction. You basically negative pressure on a syringe metal tube, suck the fat out. Um, And then what they, so that's, to be honest with you, that's the basic premise of all of them. And what the, the different types are variations on a theme. And if you see someone who's had liposuction, arguably you It will be hard to tell what type of liposuction you've had. You can't tell the difference by the results. Now, the people who make the machines that do the different types do say they give different things, but so of the what I do, I do that one. You know, the suck out. Don't use it very often. That manual one. Um, So that's uh, so. Then the next step up is a machine that sucks rather than the, the syringe. So, um, they're both suction assisted liposuction, S A L. So, suction assisted liposuction this is the sort of um, stat, well, basic, I guess. Then you've got power assisted liposuction. So, it's a machine called a micro air, and the, and the cannula automatically goes backwards and forwards as well as connected to suction. So, when your hand's going backwards and forwards, the cannula is going backwards and forwards. So, it just makes it a bit easier. Um, and so, that's what I tend to use power assisted liposuction. The other types of liposuction deliver energy to the fat in some way. So there's Vaser, which delivers ultrasound energy. There's, uh, you can deliver um, laser. There's laser liposuction, um, where you deliver laser energy, things like smart lipo. Um, there's things like radio frequency. So there's ways of delivering energy to the fat before you suck it out. And the benefit of that is that because you're sort of emulsifying the fat or liquefying the fat a bit, you can use a smaller cannula. So they're often done under a local anesthetic, whereas power-assisted, uh, the one that I do, is usually done under a general anesthetic. So use a smaller cannula, you can often do it under local anesthetic. And the other benefit is they say that the energy uh, causes some degree of skin retraction, which is a big deal when you're talking about the central abdomen, because I don't think power-assisted liposuction is very good for the central abdomen, because it doesn't cause a significant de- degree of skin retraction. Now, whether these assisted ones form enough skin retraction to be a good option for the, for the abdomen, I don't know. You'd have to talk to someone who does it, but that is the that is the you know the, the nubbins are the different types. They're usually some kind of energy to deliver to the fat. But you've got to be careful because the energy can heat up because uh, it obviously has to destroy the, the the fat and that can can damage the skin. That is one of the worries. You can get problems with paresthesia and worst case burns. But I think they've got it sussed now with temperature monitoring and stuff, um, so that's less of an issue. Olivia's going to Cyprus on Thursday for a tummy tuck. I've got one for certain days. for surgery is 14th, and 15th of August. That is exciting, Olivia. That is very exciting. Wow, Cyprus for a tummy tuck. Good luck with that, Olivia. Good luck with that. That is, um, yeah, I hope that's so, what's the weather like in Cyprus? A bit of a break over in Cyprus. Um, Where what are we up to? Is this, oh no, God, I've, more one type of live person. Um, considering a lip lift but wondering how much scarring there will be so a lip lift yeah so I don't do this sort of thing full disclosure Um, but I can tell you in general terms and so obviously the common is it obvious maybe it's not maybe it's not obvious but the common thing uh, with lips is a lip filler so injection of lip filler into the lip to to plump up the lip Um, a lip lift is a slightly different thing so a lip lift involves maybe i haven't demonstrated it very well is that demonstrated it does that make it do i look better hello my name is jonathan i've just had um my lips done so that this is what a lip lift does so lips lift lifts your lip that versus that hello how are you i've got one minute 58 remaining on instagram so this is a lip lift and the good thing about a lip lift is that um it's permanent because it involves actually lifting the lip uh and one of the things as plastic surgeons we try and hide scars so like i was saying earlier about they want to leave scars and it gives a scar in the at the base of the node, yeah. So it's we try and hide them in natural natural shadows. So um, there's a natural shadow at the base of your ally here. here. You know? so, uh, so you hide, scar, hide the scar up there, and it lifts the lip like that. I think, could get used to that, actually. It looks quite good. How do I look? Do I look good? So anyway, that's what a lip lift does. And um, what's the question? How much scarring there'll be? Yeah, there is scarring, and it is quite a long scar, but we try and hide it up at the base of your nose um so that it's not too obvious once it's settled but it might be a bit obvious to start off with under here stuff but I don't do it so better better to so someone, someone who does it and look at some photos that's what I would do but um yeah that is a thing and as i say it's permanent as opposed to a filler which is, tends to be um temporary so um whilst wearing a low top at the weekend it, we've got we're on a countdown on Instagram 45 seconds I'm going to go off and come back. So don't worry, guys. I can see that you're worried that you're going to lose me. Don't worry. I'll be back. Whilst wearing a low top at the weekend, the end of my scar from breast surgery has caught the sun and has raised up. Can I do anything to make this go flat again, please? Low top, the end of my scar has caught the sun and raised up. I don't know what raised up means. So you've got to be a bit careful if you caught the sun because you don't want to get a tan on your scar. Because if it's an active scar, abs, I'm going to leave in a minute because I've only got 10 seconds left on Instagram. I've only got an hour limit. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to get cut off, but I'm going to come back. So um, don't panic because I could see you panicking there. Oh, it's Um That's not the picture, is it? Um, am I in the middle of a question? Oh, yeah, the scar. So, um, they don't normally go, what does it say? Go, go raised, yeah, raised is unusual. Um, but if it's a bit red, I would just say, you know, if you've literally got sunburn on it, is that, you know, things like aloe vera can help, uh, aloe vera c- c- cream can help with the sunburn um but uh if you know if you've got if you've got a tan on it which doesn't sound like what you're describing then there's not a lot you can do except for cutting it out and re- redoing the scar Um look at this multitasking i can't multitask can i um So, um, um, if it's ray, I mean, if it's if it's raised up and red, that that sounds like might be a hypertrophic scar. Now, that won't be caused by the sun, but um if it's red and raised, there are things you can do like silicone gel, silicone sheets, massage. Oh, I mean, massage is probably the easiest thing in the first instance. And, uh, I would say, get your, get your surgeon to have a look at it or, or send them a photo and massage, silicone and steroid injections can help if it's a hypertrophic scar, but it doesn't necessarily sound like, um, like a hypertrophic scar. It sounds like it's, you know, just reading the sun. I'm back Instagram. Nice to nice to be back. Um yeah, no one's there now. Anyone on Facebook? Someone left. Have I gone on too long? I started late. Everyone's gone to bed. What am I doing? What am I doing in my life? Oh god. Right. Anyway, I'm gonna put oh is this the last question? Was the last question anyway? hold on they're telling my followers to join the video don't worry instagram don't bother telling them it's okay i'm on my last question you can if you want but anyway oh god there's some what's happened this hold on a minute nice and hot there Well, that's cyprus is it yeah uh olivia what's that emojis right okay crying left a ridge left a ridge leone is there a certain bmi you must have for surgery yeah, when you have um, when you have uh, surgery, the normal BMI that talk people talk. Leone, is that the same Leonie, You and both Ooh, double. Mm. When you have a surgery, you the normal BMI we talk about is thirty. So if someone asks what's the BMI, I'd say thirty. But having said that, particularly people who've lost a lot of weight. Can often have a BMI above 30, and might not want to be below 30. And similarly, people might be below 30 and might want to lose weight. So the thing that I say that's more important is you're stable and comfortable with your weight. Obviously, if you obviously if your weight's high, you know 35, if your BMI is 35, you'd be thinking, mm, you've got a higher risk of complications. So you might be thinking, mm, you're going to get a better result if you can get it down. But if it's like 31, you're like, well, you know, um, you probably have got a higher risk of complications. You probably are going to get a better result if you can get your weight down. But you might say, I don't want to get my weight down. My face looks gone. I don't, I'm not happy. I don't want to get it weight down. So, oh, okay. Um, so, as I say, it's really more important that you're stable and comfortable with your weight. But if you want a number, 30 is the one that we normally work on. Um, 12 months post op and scar wasn't raised previously. Oh, left the ridge. Oh, was that the scar? Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know, Khan. Um, a ridge. So was it your brass strap or something causing a ridge? I can't read to the sun. What was the thing again? Was it the sun? What was the? In a? Caught the sun. Yeah, it's unusual for it to be raised up For it's caught the sun. I go with massage, Khan, to start off with. A bit of massage, that, that might help. That That's sort of the simplest thing with the least complications, really, and see how it goes. And if it is sunburn, then a bit of aloe vera or after sun or something might help. Where are you based, please? I am based in Edgebaston in Birmingham, Kelly, um, close to the city centre, and Tracy Finch is here. Hi, Tracy. Good to see you. Um, Hope to get things sorted soon, Tracy. Hope. Uh, We saw... um, Went to one of the hospitals today, so, you know, hoping to get some dates in the diary soon, Tracy. Um, Yesby moved to... FB from Insta moves to Facebook from Insta. My BMI is thirty exactly. Well, there you go, spot on. The main thing, really, Loni, is if you're comfortable with your weight. So, if you're comfortable with your weight, then if then fine. But if you're not, then you're better off, you know, making you know losing weight if you do want to lose weight because you're going to get a better result. You don't want to you don't want to have significant weight fluctuations after surgery, basically, because if you lose weight after surgery, I don't know what surgery you were thinking of having, but whatever it is tightening the skin whether it be your thighs your tummy your breasts whatever if you lose weight you might have a bit of black skin after surgery jackie thank you for all the interesting info jackie thank you for you're here jackie i'm glad that someone's thank you i know that i shouldn't say just jackie because i know that i've got a loyal um Army of followers, obviously. But um, thank you for all the interest. Do you still sell scar? Yes, we do, Jackie. Yes, we do. Of course we do. What you're saying, Jackie, is is it hard to find on the website? You're saying the navigation, of the website's a bit funny. Before the lockdown, we were gonna get the website redone. We will get back onto that. I'll give you the link. Put it in, I'm gonna Put it in the chat. That worked. That's the scar. Yes, we do. You can just get it on. Um, you can either come and pick it up, or you can post it out to you. Me? Hey, I posted it twice. Oh, Facebook and YouTube. Oh. Um. Do you, so we do sell. So we sell the scar uh, gel. We sell the um, scar gel with the roller ball, the uh, massaging one. And we sell the moisturising, the QV cream, the moisturising cream. So, yes, we do. G'day Tracy. My, Kelly, my BMI is 31 and I've had some coats on a mummy makeover and no one will accept me till my BMI is 29. bit harsh. I mean, if you can get your BMI to 29, I think it would be better. But <clears throat> we don't have a thing that says it has to be this or that, personally. I would say if you want to lose weight, you should lose weight first. Um, And I think there's no harm in saying to you, you're better off losing weight. The problem comes, particularly as I say, if, you know, we get some people who've had a BMI of 45, you know, and then go to 32 and you like feel a bit bad saying, "Mm, it's got to get down to 30. "Mm." Plus nothing magic happens at 30. It's not like, you know, 31 to 29. It's going to be better. There's no question about it, but there's not going to, you know, you can still get complications at 29 and you might get nothing at 31. So, it's not written in stone but yeah i think a general principle of getting it down would be a good thing um leone it was a breast reduction thank you for answering all my questions i thank you for asking them leone i was on my own well i thought i was on my own to start with i maybe wasn't on my own but i felt i was jackie's making up the numbers by coming on both that's what we like to see uh yeah we'll check the site thank you i've got to say jackie you can also get it on um in boots and other leading chemists so you don't have to get it from our website you're welcome to get it from my website if you want but it's um basically silicone the one with the roller balls. i'm not so sure i haven't seen the one with roller balls um in the shops maybe it is there maybe i'll get in trouble for saying that but i haven't i haven't seen it but to be fair i haven't really looked actually having said that so maybe it is in the shops but the roller ball ones i think is really good um what we got here oh oh okay. last question oh um I'm a G cup and I want an uplift. I still want to be a big cup size. Can this be achieved without implants? Yeah, of course. What? Can this be achieved without implants? So implants will make your cup bigger. This is what we were saying at the beginning, wasn't it? Is that the same person who said about the lift? What were they saying? Something about breast reduction and implants. So let's get this straight. Implants are really good at making your breasts bigger. So if you want your breasts smaller, you don't want implants. So if you're a G cup, Unless you want to be bigger than a G, but I'm assuming you don't want to be bigger than a G, do you? Crikey. The problem is, so you want an uplift. The problem with being a G cup and wanting an uplift and you don't want to be smaller, it's okay. You can do an uplift if you're a G cup, but the problem is your weight weight of your breast is so heavy, it will be acted on by gravity and it will droop again. So it would be better from a purely surgical point of view to have a reduction, not implants, to have a reduction. To take some volume out so it's less likely to droop again. But the breasts will be smaller. So it's no good doing that if you're saying I oh, still want to be big cup size. So that's a that's a there's a conversation to be had there as to whether you want to keep your cup size, because at the end of the day, we want to make you happy. We don't want to reduce your breasts and say that's better for the for you because they're not likely to droop if you don't want smaller breasts. So if you want the breast to be the same size, then you could have just a lift. But for at a G cup, you would be better off, and you're getting you're going to get a more long-lasting result if you have a reduction. Take some volume away, take some heaviness away, and then it's less likely to droop over time. But a reduction is a bigger operation, more risk of complications, etc. So you know, it's a difficult. Uh, Kelly, how do I receive a quote, please, by email? Question mark. Kelly, you can go on the website, and you can say request a quote, quote and it will send you a quote or you can say here yes by email we need your email so you can message me you can private message me and ask for a quote and we can send it out to you or you can give us a ring um, or you can email me info at styano surgery.co.uk all these ways of getting a quote to kelly um and then After Kelly, we've got Kerry. How long after breast surgery until I could have a revision? Oh, my God, that doesn't sound good, Kerry. It's not a good good way to go into things. Um, Well, the the answer is it depends on what the problem is. So I would say minimum three months you want to wait things to settle, minimum. Um, But it depends on what the problem is. So if it's a way-off problem and it looks terrible and you just know nothing's going to make it better, then you want to wait for the scar to you don't really ideally you don't really want to operate on someone within those first three months it's horrible going back and operating on people in the first three months the tissues are woody edematous it's just not nice doing the surgery so you want to wait a minimum of three months till those scars settle and i know it sounds weird that you want your scars to soften and settle and then you cut them open again you think what but it's it's really horrible operating when, the, when the, the scars are still fresh. So you want to wait at least three months for everything to soften and settle. And that makes the tissues easier to handle. But I can tell you now, Kerry, things settle significantly in the first year. And you'd be surprised. So I would be inclined to try and keep people as long as possible, really. Um, there's a balance between... If your patient's going to be unhappy and you're going to make them happy by doing a revision, you want to make them happy as soon as possible. So that would make you want to do the revision early. But a lot of things will settle and they might not need a revision or at least need less of a revision. So that would make you want to do the revision late. So I would ideally want to wait around a year, ideally, from a surgical point of view, to get things to really properly settle. And then depending on how it's looking, if it's looking like a little bit better, you might say, well, should we leave it a bit longer? Because it might continue to settle for years to come. But as I say, if it's way off and you think this is no way this is going to settle, you might want to maybe consider doing something a bit earlier. But I would say three months to 12 months would be your your period of time is where you'd want to wait, depending on how bad the problem is and depending on whether it's getting better. Be true to yourself. If it is getting a bit better, because sometimes people think I've got to get this revision. I've got to like make my point. But in your heart, if it really is getting a bit better let's let it go as good as it's going to get because as I say you might need less of a revision or maybe even no revision at all you know it's not uncommon for people to say hold on a minute this one's bigger than that one and this nipples here and this scars that and this is and then you see them at six months seven months you're like oh actually yeah what was that one bigger you know and it all settles down Kelly brilliant brilliant Kelly thank you Kerry thank you I'm out i've done all my questions that was a good haul tonight thank you all for those lovely questions and uh i am oh here we go nipple loss say no more oh were you don't tell me we've had two nipple loss people tonight will we oh god I think this makes me feel a bit so kerry um well that's a bit different kerry um I mean, that, that's, that's not a revision that, well, I'm assuming you've been, yeah, well, nipple loss is a, is a complication, is a, is a a, a, sort of an acute complication um, that uh, would need to be dealt with. But then once it's dealt with and the skin's healed, then yeah, you, you, if you're going to look at a nipple reconstruction, like I was saying earlier, was I saying to you earlier, was it on anyway? um, I would say a year for that to get those tissues to soften because you have to, was was I was I talking to you earlier about the scar, the nipple reconstruction on a scar? It's hard to do a nipple reconstruction on a scar. Um, so yeah, I wait at least a year before considering a reconstruction. So I'm really sorry to hear you that, uh, Kerry. And um, rare complication. I've I had it twice tonight, or is that is it the same one? Night, Olivia. Good night and good luck in uh, Cyprus. Was it? Yeah. And um, yeah. Good night, everybody thank you all and if you've got any questions please ask away message me good night jackie message me or email me or um well that's probably the main ones isn't it wendy bye wendy see you soon um or do whatever must have been someone else i've had a skin growth my god (laughs) kerry really it was. Were you here earlier, Kerry? Someone else was talking about this on Instagram. It was on the other Instagram. Anyway, um, wow, that's wow. So yeah, you want that skin graft to properly settle before doing anything. And I've got to be honest with you, Kerry. On a graft, on a skin graft, um, my probably my my best advice would be in, uh, to think about a um, a tattoo three-dimensional tattoo because creating a nipple on a skin graft would be really tough really tough but um but that's my advice but as i was saying to the person earlier look for a breast reconstruction surgeon because they're used to doing re- nipple reconstructions so in plastic surgery there's different types of surgeons uh, different types of specialists so the the problem in a way is that in the private sector everybody does everything which isn't as bad as it sounds because i think most surgeons will be trained to do sort of you know breast implants and things but there will be we've all got a subspecialty so there's a subspecialty of hand surgery burn surgery um, skin cancer uh, head and neck cancer breast cancer craniofacial uh, cleft lip um, pediatric so there'll be each plastic surgeon will have a subspecialty in, in one of those. So I look for a breast reconstruction surgeon for uh, for that, because that's a tricky case. Um, tricky case, Kerry. Sorry to hear that. So have a good evening, everybody. Um, hope to see you soon too, Tracy, and I hope to give you some news soon. Um, Kerry, thank you. Um, good luck with everything, Kerry. And good night. And I am going to... I'm going to check myself out, Dalai Borek. I'm going to check myself out. Thank you for visiting. And I will see you again, same time, same place, seven o'clock. Remember, don't be late like tonight, 7.30. What are you playing at? Come on and see you then. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at uk using the hashtag Ask JJ. We'd love to hear from you.